This podcast possibly contains spoilers, but definitely includes explicit language. Welcome to Rhyme and Reason Radio. I'm Adi, and I'm the editor-in-chief of Rhyme and Reason. With me are... Joshua, the popular... Wait, no, the unpopular opinionist. You were popular for a minute there. <laughs> and Jeff, I'm the editor-at-large of Rhyme and Reason. Yes. Yes, welcome back. It's been a long time, and... We're happy to be here talking about lots of different things. We were hibernating. Yeah, why were we hibernating? I think it had to do with politics? Uh, yes. And now, uh, due to global warming, it is now spring. And I saw a robin today, so it is officially spring. Was it eating a worm? No, um, it was just sitting on a fence. But soon there's going to be robins, like, doing it everywhere. In the sky, on the streets, in the grass, everywhere. Just robins doing it. That means it's spring. Can't wait. Yeah, I can't wait for that either, the drama. Um, So yeah, since we last spoke, a lot of things have changed in the world, including Donald Trump is now our president, so reality television is actually our reality Mm -hmm. now. Today is Wednesday, March 8th. Uh, It is International Women's Day. It is, it is. And a day without women. You want to say something, Jeff? No, I'm saying yes. He's rooting. He's Yes, he's... Viva la mujer! I'm excited <laughs> about getting shit done today. Yes, it was really exciting to be not going to work. Um, <laughs> Some uh, of us had to go to work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then again, every other day is pretty much International Man's Day. Mm-hmm. True. Um, I hate man's days. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just along with the whole the Trump thing, I mean, I participated in the Women's March back in January, the day after Inauguration Day. Um, what did you guys do? I voted for women on the election before that, so I think I covered my bases. How about you, Jeff? <laughs> I voted for Hillary Clinton, shocker to no one, and also participated in the march, tried to meet up with 80, but it was impossible, y'all, because there were so many people, unlike at Trump's inauguration. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was quite a Fuck day. Fuck that dude. <laughs> yeah. One of the things that's happening soon is going to be the Ides of Trump, where people are going to be mailing postcards to Trump on March 15th. So we just, I, I want to say to everybody listening, write a postcard, explain how you feel to Donald Trump, and then send it to him. Apparently, postcards stamps cost less than regular stamps, so it'll cost you even less than a regular stamp. Huh. Who knew? And we're going to flood the mail system. We're going to just tell him how we feel, and hopefully he responds. L-O-L. You are assuming that he reads, which yeah. has not been documented. That is very true. Everything that he says is an alternative alternative fact. So mm. uh, that's our lives right now. Um, so anyways, I guess today we're going to be talking about the Oscars. Now, I realize that that happened a couple weeks ago, but I also don't care. I just love the Oscars. I wasn't able to talk about this beforehand. I was able to see all the movies. How about you guys? Yes. I, I was in the room for some of them. <laughs> which did well okay so which was your favorite of the best picture contenders because there were nine i believe this year yeah eight or nine yeah that was insane i i definitely enjoyed moonlight Lawland, i did not like that much i i don't know if it was a best picture but i really enjoyed um manchester by the sea that was nominated sure for was. yeah that so was a good movie choice. this is one of those things where you have to like separate the art from the artist would you say jeff i would say 
I also, for that reason, did not see the film. Um, I couldn't really stomach Casey Affleck and found this whole, uh, I don't know, atmosphere to be really toxic. Nate Parker, who did something uh, similar, um, as someone brought it up, that it's the spectrum, and maybe his was worse than what Casey Affleck did. I don't really want to dabble in that. I mean, Um, that woman committed suicide, so I think it's a little worse. Yeah, yeah. But sexual assault, you know, still bad all around. Um, Definitely. And so, really don't have any tolerance for bullshit. His, Nate Parker's career is over. I similarly feel that we should not just be so forgiving of of folks. Um, And Casey Affleck definitely got a pass for being Casey Affleck. Kenneth Lonergan did come out and say, like, those were allegations and everything's been settled. And, you know, there was, you can't really talk about it now because it's been so many years. Bullshit. Which makes me sad because he's, like, arguing on behalf of Casey Affleck. And I like Kenneth Lonergan. Um, Okay, so other options were Arrival, Fences, Hacksaw Ridge, Hell or High Water, Hidden Figures, La La Land, Lion, Manchester by the Sea, and Moonlight. Well, as far as ones I've seen all the way through, uh, I did really like Arrival. (laughs) Yeah. I thought that one's a little bit slow. I don't feel like that was really a movie that was meant to, like, move people. And I just remembered my big pet peeve with it, too. Was it the sound (laughs) editing? Because it was like, bomb. Well, that's everything with aliens in it. It goes, bomb like that. So it's that's every movie with aliens. It's mysterious. Can't you tell? Yes, it's epic. That's the epic noise. I want an air horn that just does the epic sound. It just goes, bomb whenever I want to. Like, I'm crossing the street. bomb. Yeah, then everyone will be looking around and be like, oh, my God, aliens. Um... Uh, no, my, I had a, a big issue with the plot because there's one big glaring plot hole, which, um, ha- only happens when you mess with time travel, basically. It's kind of like a Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time thing, where, uh, in the game, you, uh, as a grown-up, talk to this windmill guy who plays you a song, and he says that a kid taught him that song, so you go back in time, as a kid, you play him that song, and it's not a quite a perfect loop because he taught it to you, then you teach it to him, then he teaches it to you. It doesn't quite work that way. And something very similar happened in the plot of uh, Arrival. Arrival, yes. So what mm. came first, the chicken or the egg? Yeah, basically. So it, it's the answer is Amy Adams. <laughs> not it, nominated for an best Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that aside, yeah. I did like the movie quite a bit. I enjoyed Hell or High Water. Hidden Figures mm. is really good. Hacksaw Ridge was, like, super religious. Are we also just cool with Mel Gibson? Because Hollywood seems to be. Oh, yeah. I'm not. They've totally chilled out on him. Now yeah. that he um, can make award-nominated movies uh, on the cheap. Oh, my God, they love him. I think he's slated for the next uh, Suicide Squad movie. Yeah, that's what I hear. Yeah. Sort of unfathomable. Well, I mean, the but first one was... Predators off- are everywhere. That is true. But let's, re- let's remind ourselves, Suicide Squad was did win an Oscar. Yeah, so, for makeup? I believe makeup, yeah. Or costuming. Which is crazy because Star Trek Beyond should have like, taken that. Yes. Yeah. Hands down. I, did you guys see Lion? No. Did you see... What did you see, Jeff? Of the nominated films, I saw La La Land, Moonlight... Fences? Yeah, I think the, oh, Ridge, and then Hidden Figures. No, 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 no. I meant to Ooh, see Hidden Fences. Figures is very good, too. Yeah. Hidden Figures was superb. Yeah. Um, I didn't say Hidden Fences. fences. <laughs> Which is what everyone continues to say and is very cringeworthy. Um, 
I don't know. I just thought it was a good year this year for the Oscars. It was Oscars not so white. Um, mm. A little bit more interesting in terms of the, the lay of the land. Um, but unfortunately, La La Land was the, the, the favorite with 14 nominations, which was pretty insane, considering the movie is really just a ho-hum. Eh. Well, can we talk about how the Oscar has uh, started picking their movies? Because it changed um, in the last like decade or something, didn't it? Yeah, so they used to choose movies that was like limited to five mm-hmm. uh, options, mm-hmm. and then they decided to open it up so they could choose movies that were more broad. So I guess mm-hmm. that's how you can fit in Arrival there. You can fit in Hell or High Water, yeah. which are not really movies that techni- usually would be nominated. They're not dr- dramas. They're not biopics. Mm-hmm. Right, and how like they select things. You they they put them on like a scale of one to whatever, and uh, if someone's bizarre pick doesn't win the like popular vote then his second one will if it is the popular vote then it'll go to that so it just keeps going down until they get a kind of consensus of what the best movie is so it may not be the most popular or the most passionate movie but it's everyone's kind of like middle ground when it comes to whatever category and that's probably why you wouldn't see like really tiny indie films that are probably have great acting in them Mm -hmm. no one's heard of them or like they may be popular or polarizing. Right. I really liked uh, Moonlight. I think that that was the. I mean, that was the winner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that it should have won. Um, it's a story that hasn't been seen really before. Manchester by the Sea was very heartbreaking. I mean. Yeah, it did that very well, but I mean that's what <laughs> it kind of set out to do, right? Yeah, you could see that that was like the aim of it. So. Yeah. And then, what did you guys think about like the the final moment that happened when they actually announced the winner? Or were you even Fucking watching? Faye Dunway. <laughs> I mean, Faye. Faye. Just put the card down. I didn't even know I who was these watching the were. entire thing. I mean, it was this whole moment, right? Of like, Bonnie and Clyde, they're reunited. They're old. Here they are. Look at them with these cards. And then this whole thing that was happening with what's his face? Warren Beatty. Beatty. Yeah, with like hamming it up and then that weird tension between the two of them. And then he hands her the card, and she just reads it really quickly. And then, of course, it is what happened, which was that they had the best actress or best performance by an actress yes. when they were supposed to have had the, the best picture. And insanity ensued. Like, uh, La La Land came up, and then there were all of these people running behind the stage with earpieces, and it was just very uncomfortable. Yeah. What about you guys? Um, so as soon as La La Land won, I turned off my television. Because <laughs> uh, I was like, I can't listen to what them. What a mistake. Have another long thing about how happy they are that they are able to make a movie that nobody wants to make anymore. Blah, blah, blah. And then when I went upstairs to bed, I checked my phone one last time and I was like, oh my god. I missed the <laughs> biggest event in Oscar history. Yeah. Dummy. Never turn it off until it's over. The, the show ain't over until it's over. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It just seems like, how is this happening because of the whole Miss Universe or Miss America or whatever the hell it was with Steve Harvey? Mm -hmm. Like, how could this be happening again? And then part of it was like, is this an act? Is this part of the show? And then when it was clear that it wasn't, it was just so uncomfortable. Of course, Moonlight should have won. It seemed very likely that La La Land would have won, however. So it was just like, ugh. I mean, I guess you can say that Damien Chazelle did a good job directing it, and that's why he deserved that Oscar, but that movie itself wasn't that great. It's because he's young. Well, and it was just one of those Hollywood movies, no? Yeah. Like, referencing Hollywood and and all of the things that it loves about itself. Yeah. And it was cute, 
it just was not, I think, ultimately, like, performances that would be remembered a few years from now. Whereas, I think some of the performances in Moonlight, particularly from, like, Mahershala Ali, like, were really, really good. Um, and so I was glad that it got awarded, ultimately. Can we talk about how awful Jimmy Kimmel was? Oh, yeah, he's terrible. Why do people like him? What's the appeal? What is the unpopular opinion I have to say about Jimmy Kimmel? Do you love him? <laughs> that would be an unpopular opinion. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Are you on our side in this regard? Um, I thought he had some good jokes. He was definitely, you know, he's definitely in the Trump camp. He's like, as far as I can tell, one of the only re- like Republican or conservative views in late night comedy. Now that like, um, he's about. conservative. Have you have heard what he said? He's like trying to go like, hey, we should go easy on Trump and stuff like that. He, he's always had, like, I don't know, he's not very liberal, I would say. If anything, I wouldn't say he's liberal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, some of the jokes were good, but on the whole, just, it wasn't great. I really can't stand Matt Damon and the whole joke thing that they've got going for, like, years now, I could give a fuck about. Yeah. Um, about Matt Damon and Ben Affleck? Well, the two of them. But Jimmy and Matt and, like, whatever the hell that is, that, like, manufactured bullshit. Um, I just don't think that it, like, needed to happen at the Oscars. And then to happen for, like, three hours was a lot. Yeah, I had no idea it was even a thing. And then I was like, great, let's just keep talking about this. Maybe they're just J.O. buddies, who knows? (laughs) They might be, which is fine, they're entitled to it, but I don't want to (laughs) watch. Um... Uh, Jeff, did you have a chance to see Elle? I didn't, but I love Isabelle Huppert, and I'm sure it was an incredible performance. Every time she was talking about the movie, I was just like, oh, oh, this would be good. Um, did you see it? It has a controversial ending. Uh, yes, oh. I did see it. I en- Quelle horreur. <laughs> Quelle surprise. I enjoyed like two thirds of it, and the last third I was like, what's going on here? Um, but she said it's a post-feminist movie and that apparently yeah. the book was written for her or like they, they molded the, the character onto her as an actress. But yeah, you should definitely see it. Once it comes out, I, I almost think feel like that should have been nominated for best movie just because it was so controversial. I think it would have mm-hmm. actually like kind of pushed us to talk a little bit more. All I can say is that I don't really think that Isabelle Huppert hates Casey Affleck and we can just leave it at that. I did not see Jackie, and I did not see Loving, so I can't really talk about the actress in the leading role. Oh, Loving was so good. Really? Yeah, Ruth Negga was really wonderful. Um, I don't really love Joel Egerton. Edgerton, yeah. Edgerton, yeah. Um, but he was decent as well. Um, I mean, I guess that one was designed to tug at the heartstrings. I just felt like it was super timely when I saw it, and I thought that her performance was really strong. I needed to see Jackie. I have not seen it. And I'm kicking myself for it. I was rooting for Natalie Portman because I think she's wonderful. Yeah, I've heard that the movie's not that great, but her performance in it is really good. I believe that. Anything else that was like surprising to you about the Oscars? Um, that whole Justin Timberlake song and dance thing at the beginning I thought was real shit. Um, yeah. What do you think about The Rock? He's also a lot. <laughs> Why is he at the Oscars? Because like, he's in Moana. About... Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's true. And Moana was good, but... It just seems like some people should not be invited to these things. Yes. And he's one of them. Yeah, he looks like a human penis. (laughs) Like, that's all I see when I look at him. It's just like, what what is going on there? That sounds like a popular opinion to me. No, no. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's just like, if you've starred in a Fast and Furious movie, you've got business. Well, exactly. I mean, and then Charlize, I'm not going to say her last name for obvious reasons. um, She's the only one around. 
So well, I know, but that's the thing that's weird. Like, what are you doing? But then I heard today that Kate Blanchett and Jeff Goldblum are in the new Thor movie. Oh yeah, which seems like Kate Blanchett. Why are you doing that? Yeah, why? What she what? needs? Oh, guys, the money. Uh, there was uh, Carol didn't do that well. Right. So speaking of Carol, Jezebel just posted this video of Carol without any woman in it. And it's like 10 minutes long and it's just pictures of trains and like men like talking to nobody. Yes. <laughs> it's so great. <laughs> it's like you take this amazing movie. All the awards. <laughs> <laughs> These men nominated for best Oscar in a leading role. <laughs> like train. Fucking stupid. <laughs> I want to talk about Moana. I saw that in theaters and it was pretty good. Um, it was great. Better than Zootopia, which we reviewed. Oh, let me talk about the animated picture, because that's the one I actually had, like, a bull in. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I was uh, rooting for Kubo and the Two Strings, uh, which is by the studio, I think it's Laika um, Animation Studio or whatever, uh, production stu- studio. Uh, they did the uh, Coraline, Paranorman, the Box Trolls, and more, most recently Kubo and the Two Strings. All of which are like kids' movies, but with uh, with box trolls aside, very dark themes um, and kind of like child nightmare-inducing things, um, like a giant spider that will take your eyes out and replace them with buttons. Um, You're talking about Coraline right now. Yeah, oh. but in Cuba and the Two Strings, um, it's a kind of a continuation of a uh, Japanese like old folklore. Um, about the spirit of the moon and how she comes down from the moon and is trying to protect her son uh, from the other people that live on the moon, like in the moon kingdom. Um, but it, it takes some really nice twists and turns. The animation is wonderful. Um, and the ending message is very uplifting, despite all the sad, horrible things that happen. Uh, but... It was a wonderful movie, and I really think it deserved to be uh, to, to win, honestly. Because Zootopia, it looked good. Yes, that's true, but um, but are you you're basing it based off of just the the looks of the animation? The looks, the story, the style, the music. But don't you think that Zootopia had a bigger effect on society at large because it's, of the whole Black Lives Matter thing that was happening topical, at yes. the time? Um, and I won't deny it that uh, it does have a very strong message, but the animation, I think, is, like, I mean, since Monsters, Inc., we've always had good technology to, like, make hair on animals and things. So, in that sense, I was... So it wasn't a creative enough. Yeah. Yeah. And also their song well, sucks. loved their, their speech. <laughs> the Zootopia, when, the whomever, the producers, directors... Animators, whomever, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, whoever accepted the award, they, they like, flubbed the whole thing. Like, I felt like... They weren't expecting to win. <laughs> yeah, obviously not. Um, it just seemed like the, the moment, like, the, the movie came out was so ripe for this kind of movie, and it seemed like it was so on the nose, and then when they accepted the award, it, it just was, like, a squandered moment. They didn't, I don't know, quite articulate the importance of it, or, like, why it made sense, and I don't know, I just was very unimpressed. That said, Moana, the animation of water... Oh my god, yes. Yeah, like, that was what was supposed to be, like, the new, really exciting thing. Like, the new final... Well, not the final. A frontier in animation. Yeah. Now, Uh, um, there's also water in Kubo and the Two Strings, but that's all, like, Mm. claymation. (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Anywho. Yeah. 
Okay, Kubo so, was robbed. Anyway. Kubo was robbed. All right. <laughs> Hashtag that. All right. So on to... Obsessions. Obsessions. I have been obsessing over uh, this awesome game series uh, that I really want to get into, but I don't know where to start. Oh, wait. They just released a pre-sequel, which is Yakuza 0. It's the like origin series of the Yakuza game line. Uh, where you play as, as you play as the Yakuza in this uh, mole section of Japan in Tokyo, and it's basically yes, you work for the Yakuza, and there's always some sort of like murder mystery you're trying to resolve that like puts you in danger or whatever. But also, you can go bowling, you can do karaoke, you can go dancing, you can go play a crane game, you can go to an arcade, you can do all these mini games and all these other things. Um, and in Yakuza Zero, I learned how to play mahjong within, like, the first few hours of the game. So I found a mahjong parlor. I thought, oh, this will be fun. Let me read the rules. Three hours later, I was playing mahjong, <laughs> losing to the computer every single time. And then eventually, when I got on a winning streak, I stopped. <laughs> um, so now I know how to do that. Thank you, Yakuza Zero. It's going to come real, in ha- real handy. Yeah, day. like, I, if you guys want to play mahjong, I'll teach you. It's great. It's uh, like poker, but a little bit easier. We'll um, live stream that. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yes, it's a, um, a very well-crafted story. It's a beat-em-up when it comes to the actual gameplay. And uh, there's such a plethora of things to do. Like, I can't even follow the main story because I've been playing with slot cars. Like, slot car racing tournaments um, for, like, another four hours. So... I, there's a lot to do, but I'm not doing the plot, basically. I'm just doing everything else. How about you, Jeff? Well, what am I not obsessed with these days? Um, so, it's tripod month? Question mark? Yes, so March is right. tripod cast. Tripodcast month. Uh, where well, everybody's talking about podcasts and uh, recommending them and telling other people, hey, they're not as scary as you think they are. Like, there's some, like, mystery about podcasts, but people think that they're just, I don't know. I don't even know what they're thinking of, that they are. Yeah, everything is a microphone these days. Your laptop, your phone, your TV, everything's listening to you. The government is listening to you right now. Well, yeah, we proved that today. We WikiLeaks. sure did. Thank you so much. Uh, um, I'm not obsessed with that. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry to, to cut you off there. Go ahead. No. Well, but in the spirit of tripodcast, hashtag whatever it might be. Tripod. Um, I wanted to talk about, yeah, tripod. Hashtag tripod. I wanted to talk about two podcasts that I'm really enjoying. Um, the first of which is So Many White Guys uh-huh. um, by Phoebe Lynn Robinson, who is the author of You Can't Touch My Hair um, and is the co-host of another podcast that I love called Two Dope Queens with Jessica Williams, formerly of The Daily Show. Um, both of those podcasts are dope as fuck. Um, I mean, it's in the name, so it has to be. Yeah, no, exactly. And... I don't know, it's just two, well, in the case of Two Dope Queens, two youngish black women talking about their experiences um, living in Trump's America, but, you know, it was alive before the Trump political wave. Um, And then, like, you know, their experiences in comedy and talking to interesting people, mostly women and women of color um, and queer folks, and it's just a delight. Um, So Many White Guys is Phoebe by herself, usually talking to one person for like 30 minutes. Also a really good listen. I'm enjoying it on my commutes to and from work. 
and you probably would too. Oh, I have a question. Um, in the promos I hear for that podcast, I hear Alana Glazer. Yes, she's an executive producer. Is she of- in the show? She is in this season. Um, so in this season, she's doing a segment with Phoebe um, called Across the Aisle, uh, where they talk about things that are not divisive, <laughs> given our political climate. So one of the things was that everybody loves smoking weed. Uh, one of them was like, everybody loves babies. Um, and then occasionally, <laughs> yeah, occasionally she pops in, like the, the most recent one, um, which featured Ag- Abby Jacobson, of obviously Broad City mm-hmm. and Alana Glazer's creative partner. Um, Alana was on and she apologized for plantation weddings, which is apparently a thing that white people like to do. Oh my God, yes, I remember some of that. That's funny. So, yeah. White people, the worst. <laughs> white people, what are you going to do? So many white people. <laughs> um, so, so many white people. Um, Sorry, that's what the sound I did, sounds like. I did hear that she, her on another podcast talking about her podcast. And saying that, like, it's different when you're one-on-one with somebody and, like, doing an interview style. It's hard to be mm-hmm. funny. Well, she puts being funny mm-hmm. first. Um, and she, she had an interview with Roxanne Gay as well. And that was really interesting. And she said my least favorite, maybe second least favorite comic on Mike Birbiglia. Um, yeah. And she said that he was, like, the token white guy. Uh, and yeah. she, apparently it was funny. I refuse to listen to it, so whatever. I did not care for that episode whatsoever. I don't like him at I'm all. I'm glad we're on the same page. <laughs> Too many white guys. Yes. Boom. Mm-hmm. Get the fuck out of here, Mike. <laughs> um, so, anyways, I am obsessed with The Americans, which the season four <sighs> just came out onto Amazon Prime. Um, it is the like nail-biter show that I'm watching right now. Uh, the fifth season is the last season. Um, Slate has a, for Slate Plus members, has a behind-the-scenes podcast where they interview people who are on the show, producers, uh, people who contributed to it. Like, they interviewed somebody who actually was a Russian spy. It's just fantastic. So it's like I'm living, like, as long as the show is, I'm also living through my ears, just, like, in my head, the Americans. Like, and in this time and day where everyone's talking about Russians and to mm-hmm. the Russians, it's kind of mm-hmm. kind of crazy. It's so topical. It's nuts. Yeah. Um, so the, the fifth season just began, and I'm going to be following that until it ends, just like I did with The Good Wife. Like, you know, week by week, which is so not like me. Um, another thing I'm really obsessed with right now is Search Party. And Search Party is kind of... Did you just take a picture of us? I'm Snapchatting our experience. Oh, nice. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Search Party uh, has that chick, uh, Aaliyah Shawcat. Ugh. Okay, but... This this is like girls, oh, except with a point. Isn't she? Wasn't she on an episode of Broad City? Yes. Okay. As long yes. as, uh, as double game. Double. Double yeah. Game yep. Anyway, that show is so awkward. There there are just so many points where I'm just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? Oh my god, stop! But I just can't stop watching it, and it's only half an hour. It's a comedy, but it's also about a it's a mystery. So yeah. Anyway, search party really great. Where can we find you on the internet, Joshua? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jprices.right, uh, and you can find my YouTube uh, in it. My blah 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 blah, and you can find me on uh, blah, and you can find me on YouTube as Moondoggy, D A W G G I E. How about you, Jeff? I'm trying to remember. Oh, I don't. Great. I don't have an underscore, y'all. Um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and on Snapchat 
at L Jeffrey Craig. Very good. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at 80 Price. That's A-D-I-P-R-I-C-E. And on Twitter at Yo Price. I've been tweeting a lot because I am tweeting all my postcards that I'm writing for the <laughs> Eyes of Trump, which I'm going to be sending on March 15th. Um, so join us in that and keep up with us on RhymeAndReason.com, uh, Facebook.com slash RhymeAndReason, and on Twitter at RhymeAndReason. Let us know what you're watching and obsessing with. And uh, I think that's it for this episode. Yep. Uh, tune in next time. Boom. You can find more on RhymeAndReason.com.